uh, here we are. I think we're recording. This is episode 96, and I think we have a first right now, that first being a repeat repeat <laughs> guest. Right. Does that make Pete. sense? I have three Pete. Uh, I'm sorry. That's copyrighted. We can't say three Pete here. <laughs> can't say that? No. I One for the thumb? One for the thumb. Sorry, no, that's not, not allowed. That. That's not even the right number. Kostaki, that's right. Kostaki <laughs> Economopolis is here. Hey, man. Hey, man. I should say thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their music here. This is no laugh track. You knew that, and that's why uh, you're listening. And uh, yeah, welcome back, man. It's Wednesday. You uh, worked last night? Yeah. Yeah, I got my feet wet. Happy to be here. It's like a warm hug being back on the stage, so it's so nice. Happy look, to be back. Yeah, uh, I look back, it was August of 2013, last time we it's spoke. It's pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah, this is a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Usually the cycle with this club is every 14 months. Yeah, what'd you do, or right? ish, I don't know, roughly. How did they let you? What's that all about? I don't know. <laughs> I, I sent some avails, and he said, how about this? And I was like, that seems soon. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't try to talk him out of it. No, I didn't. But although I do wish that we maybe came a little later in the season for the weather. Oh, dear God. It was so nice recently. And then it went back to this. We've already celebrated Easter this year. And uh, Easter, let's see, one day I remember as it being nice. I played outside with the kids and was oh. sweating. Oh. And I have a long sleeve shirt and a jacket on today. It's crazy. So, yeah. It's drizzly and yucky. Did you, when did you get into town Monday? Yeah, we did, actually. We came from L.A. We had a crazy bunch of plan changes, and so we just came Monday and took it easy, just the two of us. Did you do the open mic? No, I wanted to, but I also, I'm with the wife, and she's got five nights of stand-up shows, (laughs) so we only had one night that wasn't, so I was like, I can't drag her to another show. Do you (laughs) drag her? uh... No, she loves it, but you know, you don't want to see... You don't want to go six out of six nights. It's ridiculous. Yeah. At what point is she going to be like, all right, because it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. She's that's what say, I keep saying. It's she's going to be like, I, yeah, you know what? You, we know what's going on here. I'll meet you back right. at the hotel. I'm the one who pushes that, not her. It's funny because I know that there's a little bit of a ticking clock. You know, Oh, it's going to happen. I'll yeah. be on the road. We did this once. Uh, I skyped her into the show i've like set up my computer in the back of the room and she watched the show oh my god at home on skype (laughs) and i was really flattered that she wanted to do that but then like since then she's asked several times and i'm like listen you're gonna get sick of me and my show at some point why hurry that along yeah exactly (laughs) you're home doing something else tonight enjoy that and then when you're with me on the road well come with me and see the show you don't have to do the extra watch me when you're not even in the same city that's Uh -uh. crazy Uh uh-uh So, uh, she's a fan. She's she's very supportive. Very that, cool. That, that couldn't be a better situation. And you said it. Wife now. Wife. I have a wife. Congrats. Yeah. I'm excited. Never had a wife. Yeah. <laughs> We're going on how many months now? It's four and a half-ish. Four and a half-ish? late December. Yeah. Yeah. You would When you, we uh, talked last, you were talking about the engagement. And I don't know, were there, did we discuss, were there plans? Did you have plans of where and when a wedding was going to take place? We never made plans, but we looked and tried to put plans together several times. And we just, just the problem with New York, which is one of our places that we look to have a wedding, traditional wedding with a bunch of people who come and dress up for you and <laughs> do the thing. It's so expensive for everybody. The hotel rooms are crazy. Yeah, and right. it's just, so we looked at it at maybe a destination wedding and we looked at maybe Atlanta and maybe LA and maybe this and maybe that. We looked at a lot of different choices and we just didn't love any of the choices. The destination wedding was the same problem. The place that we loved was all inclusive. So like my knucklehead buddies couldn't like pile five dudes in a room and skate by. They'd have to each pay an exorbitant and some of them That's are in tough places financially. I'd probably lose a few of the guys that I would mm-hmm. want the most. But my cousin, who has plenty of money, could make it. You yeah. know, that's not a trade I wanted to make. No. So we, you know, we floundered and hesitated. And, and then my brother got really sick, and he couldn't make mm. it to a wedding, even if we had a wedding. So it was like, all right, let's get married. Let's be married. And then when my brother gets well, we'll have a big party. It's kind of how we ended up concluding the whole conversation. All right. <laughs> and then we ended up having – I mean, we eloped, but we had all of the basic trappings. We had a great adventurous day. We got a 1969 checker cab to drive us around. 
And I got a tux. In New York? Yep. Okay. I got a tux that matched the one that my dad wore. I took a picture and went to the tux place. Now, I saw some of these pictures on Facebook this morning. Yeah, it's a cool, like, black pants, white, t- white. white coat. Yeah. With the buttons and the black tie and everything. It, did you say, what did you say it was what your dad wore? Yeah. Similar? It was, yeah. I loved, when we were kind of looking for themes and kind of thinking about it, I loved my dad's tux. He's such a retro, kind of funny, almost like a waiter kind of a look. What year did, was, did he get married? Um, what what, I was what fashion was that year? Yeah, I was born in 69, so it was three or four years prior. Yeah, so mid-60s? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so we did that, and we ended up getting married in the Met. We just snuck in and got married in a beautiful museum. It was so cool. And we ended up with, last minute, her mother was kind of sad about missing it, so she came. We had one guest and two photographers. Yeah. We had the greatest photographer to guest ratio in the history of weddings. And your wife is a photographer. Yeah, so, so she was very gung-ho about getting good pictures. Yeah, I bet. And we got crazy good pictures. And, you know, we had a cake, and we had a fancy hotel room, and we did flowers, and we had some traditional things, and we did private vows later, just the two of us, and we had a great dinner, and... It was really a great day. It, you know, I wouldn't have drawn it up that way a year ago. Yeah. But it worked out so well. And it was so us to have it a little bit loosey-goosey. We're sure. not sure exactly how it's going to pan out. And uh, it was really fun. It was very New York, and it was very us, and it was casual and yet sort of special and planned enough yeah, yeah it was a good mix where's where's your family most of your family's in georgia still, most or? of my family's atlanta yeah yeah and she's got family in la and so there was just so many reasons not to have a traditional wedding right and we wanted to be married sooner than later so i mean if we plan something in december then we're talking about may yeah the or june spring, or, summer. Mm-hmm. you know it was funny we would go when we were looking for places, we would go and say, yeah, we're looking for something maybe November, December. And they were like, 2014? We're like, no, like next month. They're like, what? Like no one ever – I don't know. I never I never got married before. It never occurred to me that you're supposed to do it. Oh, I know that there's a, a year uh, and a half out. Yeah. No, I uh, in the Twin Cities here, I know that uh, a lot of people – they hold their weddings at you know like a public park like a and uh you have to reserve an area and there's let's say it's january 1st each year there's a day you know 10 a.m like if like like an on sale for concert tickets yeah and women mostly of course are uh i mean they're the phone's ringing off the hook and these people are like you know it's within half an hour these places are full they're packed that's for, for all the big dates on day one that's really to get funny. these you know great cheap spots outside uh it's funny yeah so yeah S- set so. your calendar that i guess <laughs> so yeah we're all married and stuff it's good and did you have the party yet no 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 we're gonna wait and see we're gonna my brother's doing really well but you know he's he's having some issues so okay. yeah we'll we're, yeah, we'll we'll wait. We, we're not in a hurry. We're we're going to do a trip to, for the two of us this summer. We're still kind of figuring that out, and we just a little bit of a non traditional path, but we're we're getting it together. Yeah, uh, I mean, a party is fun, but it's also something great to look forward to. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, you know, it's we out could, there. We could also do three mini parties. We could do like a New York one, mm-hmm. and then an Atlanta one, mm-hmm. and then an L.A. one. Right, so we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we got the paperwork. She changed her name, by the way. Not to yours. Yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's a hilarious response. Not to that. <laughs> Hopefully not that. Well, that's how I know she loves me. Clearly. <laughs> Your name's Jones. You don't know for sure if that woman loves you. Yeah, wow. If she changes it to Economopolis. Mm-hmm. That's love. I remember you showed me your driver's license. It barely fits on the front. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you also told me that, uh, let's see, you guys, I'm see how much I remember. You met in your building. Yeah, that's the, right. Uh, set up from the person that, someone that works in the building, Yeah, right? the leasing lady. The leasing lady. Blind date, set up by the leasing lady. And you both had, uh, you had studio apartments, and yeah. and now you were, are you still in the same building? We're in the same building, now in a one-bedroom. It's a such one a bed. New York story. We moved <laughs> from separate studios into a collective one-bedroom in the same building. And you're staying there. For the yeah, for now we'll see. Yeah, we love that building. If we could buy in there, we would. It's a great building, but it's all leases. We uh, I 
the last time, so when you were here in August, that was uh, we talked a bit about the football season was just starting, and that the Metrodome was still existed. <laughs> I don't have you have you gone by in the two days you've been in I town? Is it is it gone? There's just a big pit there. Wow. Yeah, they're it's already kind of, constructing the new football stadium. It's kind of sad. It is kind of sad, right? It is kind of. How sad. long was it here? Since 1981. I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good run. I know. In a modern era when everyone's itchy to get the new thing every time. I saw online this morning they had, uh, I assume this was new, uh, the Silverdome is still standing in Detroit or in Michigan, whatever town it was in. Oh. But, like, the roof is almost completely gone and they're, like, the it's decaying on the they inside. They don't demolish it? They just leave it there? Right. Like an old barn and yeah. just wait for it to Unless crumble? Unless I was seeing some old video. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, this is one of the few places that's progressive and thoughtful enough to try to not pay for the new stadium, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the public lost, but they yeah. tried to not pay for it. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, there was plenty of fights. Most cities, nobody blinks. We're like, yeah, of course, we yeah stick it to the taxpayer. And th- this place is like, well, that's not fair. Yeah. At least there was a debate. Well, what if I don't go? <laughs> I don't even like football. <laughs> Stupid. It's all good points. <laughs> did I see that you Super Bowl? Did you go to the? Did you? I didn't go to the game, but I had a thing. I had a non game media pass, so I went to everything else. Tell it was so it. cool. It's just, I mean, for a football nerd like me, it's just you just I'm just a kid in a candy store. I'm just wandering around like, hey, there's Michael Vick, and, and you had done it before, right? <clears throat> yeah, it was my second time. Okay, it was so cool, and it was in my hometown. Right. I just took the train down to the radio row and. Yeah. Wandered around with all the big shots. You know, Dan Marino's there and Emmett Smith and, I mean, fill in the blank. And not only the football gods, but the but the football commentator gods, right? Like Chris Berman mm-hmm. and I chatted. And, you know, you're just in the mix with all these faces that you know from your little nerd pursuits. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's just fun. And for me, <clears throat> I have a podcast called Quick Snaps, and it's a radio segment, as you know. So... Mm-hmm. I'm running around hustling and pitching the radio segment to exactly the right population. So there's a hundred something stations from all over the country in one room broadcasting live back to their home environments about the Super Bowl. Yeah. And there's me wandering around with my backpack on going, Hey, you guys want some football jokes? And some of the time they say yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's really fun. Did anyone accept you on the air that you were kind of surprised? Like, yeah, um, yeah, I had a few of those. Um, the one that was the most interesting, Radio was, Africa. <laughs> yeah, actually, I did do Australia. The Australians were kind of not sure about me, but then loved the jokes, you know. So that was great. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. The guy in Denver that's sort of all the fame from the ESPN shows. The older guy who's funny and quirky and weird. Uh, not Tom Jackson. No, no, no. Uh. Tom Jackson I saw, too. No, the one that was on all those Around the Horn shows. Oh, yeah. I can't think of his name. Woody. Yeah, yeah Woody, not Hayes. Woody. Right. That's yeah. funny. That's a sports name. Yeah, it is. So uh, I chatted with Woody, and he was like, yeah. Uh, I gave him sort of the pitch. I was sort of in pitch mode. Right. And he just kind of stopped me, and he goes, I say yes. And I go, oh, and he goes, isn't that nice? And I go, yes, that is nice. What time's good for you, Woody? He goes, come by between 3 and 5, and we'll have you on. He's very calm, like easygoing dude. So I come by then, and he's got Dick Vermeil on. Okay. And then I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then Jesse Jackson. So it was Woody and Dick Vermeil and Jesse Jackson cock-blocking me from being on the radio. <laughs> this is the problem with this, this kind of event. Like, they'll, they'll literally say yes to me. And then they get Steve Young. Yeah. And then when I come by, they go, um, yeah, it's not going to work out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this guy's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We got? Right. Yeah. We'll see you later. I have an interview with him I could play for you. <laughs> oh, wait. You just talked to him. No, never mind. So I did 15, 20, 25 different places. It's so much fun. But yeah, you definitely get bumped for giants. Yeah. That's, I get that. I understand. It's 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 such an adventure. I I loved it. I was there every day for a week running around and watching and listening and being a part of the whole scene. It was awesome. 
And your uh, your Falcons obviously were nowhere to be seen. I was when you when you looked at notes for August. I was like, oh, maybe he has a Falcons prediction. He's going to hurt my feelings or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought of. <laughs> well, you know what? I do remember you saying how they turned down being on Hard Knocks because they were going to concentrate on uh, right. On well, good thing they did that. Didn't ruin their season. Thank God. Right. Well, it's funny because if they were on hard, not hard Knocks, then that would be the excuse for going, was it 4-12? and 12? How convenient, yeah. They're picking sixth. They didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's very funny. I, uh, are you doing some NFL films? What did I see? I just I just taped the thing. They do the um, they do a show called Top Ten. You know this, mm-hmm. where it's top ten best defenses of all time, or top ten fantasy seasons ever, or top ten quarterbacks that never went to a Super Bowl. You know, it's kind of a fun show, <clears throat> and they have very short sort of commentating by characters, either the athletes themselves or coaches, uh, or like sports jocks, or me, apparently. <laughs> so the exciting thing for me is they found me. Like they reached out to me and were like, hey, you're a football comic, right? We'd love to have you on. And I was like, oh, not only is this a dream thing for me to get to do, yeah. but it proves that my name is bubbling up in these yeah. universes now. So I'm really excited about it. And doing the show is super fun. Yeah. So it so speaks to my strengths. They give me, we did five shows that are, top 10 shows and there's 10 subjects and then some bonus subjects so there's like 14 subjects times five times and then they do refresher shows like this year they did they'll take the show best defenses of all time and then they put the legion of boom in there so they refresh things with new new versions once in a while too so we did several of those as well so it was really it's so cool. And I and in prepping for the show, I watched a bunch of them and I watched a bunch of segments from different ones just to kind of get a feel for how they flow and what they're looking for. It is a great show. Do you know the show? Top 10 or yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah, I have seen it. It's so well done. It's So in that regard, it's kind of fun too because I've been in, in and out of show business for a long time. And to get to do something that's really good at what it is, even though my part in it is tiny. Sure. But I get to be a tiny part of a great thing that's yeah. out there in the world. Uh-huh. So I'm really excited about it. NFL Films, is they're so good at what they do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a nice little feather in my cap. Hell and it yeah. helps me get some sports cred, you know? For sure. Yeah. I, honestly, you should be walking around every day now with an NFL hat or shirt. <laughs> or... I did have an NFL uh, – uh, phone case that I got in my swag bag from the media stuff. Oh. I had that everywhere I went for a while. My nice. daughter was like, NFL. What's that, Dad? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and what, she's like five now? Yeah. Yeah, it's time to change that. <laughs> yeah, she's got to learn the game. Yeah. So does my wife. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what you need to do? You start with the, uh, it can be a, ge- a geography lesson as well. That's Go with, a good you point. know, the city states along with the uh, identify them on the map. Right. And then their mascot. <laughs> and then you go to like past uh, football towns. <laughs> okay, now we have Baltimore. Yeah. So that's that's the Ravens daddy, but what else, honey? <laughs> well, the Colts were there from the- see. <laughs> good luck with that. They moved to Indianapolis <laughs> in 1980. <laughs> I took my wife to draft day this week. So yesterday. So yeah. Oh, that movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I felt like I had to see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to because I heard it was bad. Yeah. But I I've, I had to see it because it would be referenced next week when I'm making radio calls. And I, did, I didn't want to say, I oh, know, I hadn't seen it. Right. Um, but it was fun because my at the end, my wife was like, oh, now I understand how the draft works. Like, she's at least get some of the details now. So we, I'm not interested, honey, but I understand how. Right, yeah. <laughs> At one point in the movie, have you seen it? No. At one I point, haven't. the Jennifer Garner character is kind of the love interest of Kevin Costner. Yeah. So at one point, he says to her, can we talk just football for a second? And she goes, yes, anytime. And I turn to my wife, and she goes, no chance. <laughs> it's a really funny moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. <laughs> oh boy! 
Do you have any? Uh, what do you think about the draft? So that's coming up next week. You'll be doing. <clears throat> yeah, I, it's it's so fascinating to me. It gets better ratings than the NFL draft has better ratings than the NBA playoffs. Isn't that an astounding stat? Yes, and I'm not. I guess I'm not surprised because I probably. I'm more likely to watch the draft, at least one Well, I day. am too, but I thought I just assumed I was an outlier. I didn't know. It's it's so well done. Again, it's well produced, and ESPN covers it so well, and it's it is exciting. And then they connect it to the stories of the past that make it exciting. You know, Cutler wasn't the first quarterback picked that year, but he is the best out of that pile. And the, you know, because Tom Brady's story they bring up every year, he's picked like 199th yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's 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 a grand adventure, and all it really does change lives. Those guys, sort of the die is cast for the next few years for them. Do they fit in that system? Do they explode? Do they blossom? Do they shrink? Do they fail? Do they get? Do they beat their wives? What happens yeah. next? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's 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 cool. And and you you always root for your team to do something well, and sometimes that happens. And who and, is your team? Is it the I'm a Falcons guy, so just I'm, the Falcons, right? No, yeah. no, I mean, I guess I knew that, but obviously, but beside, no, you haven't uh, adopted a New York team. I haven't. I try to like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I cut my podcast partner is a Giants fan, so it's it was fun this year to bust his balls because they were so terrible until the mm-hmm. Falcons got so terrible too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a bad year for. Uh, uh, remember, you're sitting with a Viking. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a tough run. <sighs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to like the Jets. I like Rex Ryan's colorful, funny character and fetishes. Well, the Jets this year are going to be interesting. They got Michael Vick and Chris Johnson, so they they got faster and dumber. <laughs> <laughs> which one's which? I'm sorry. No, no, no. We know which one's. No, better. they're both. They're both fast and dumb. <laughs> Chris Johnson said he's looking forward to uh, the next chapter, which is a weird metaphor for him. I have a hard time imagining him reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't chapters in magazines. <laughs> <laughs> no, the draft is. I think it's great. It's. We should find a way to make it more appealing to my wife. Can we choose these guys by giving them a rose? Maybe. No. <laughs> Is there something yeah. <laughs> we got to tweak it somehow? Is there a swimsuit competition or a talent portion? That's or right. Something? No more ball caps. <laughs> something different. No more obnoxiously bright ball caps that they give these guys. <laughs> you ever, did you ever notice that? Like the hats. Yes. Like these are the brand new, right off the truck. Right. right. These are, are going to be the new ones for the next season. Not They're crease. always ugly. Preposterously bright colors, and then they never go with a guy wearing a suit. No, it, is, yeah. it looks ridiculous. Right, right, because these guys are always dressed to the nines with their right, uh, right. with their teal suit, right. pinstripes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. the The NFL here's my favorite joke. The NFL draft uh, has been held annually since 1936, like Abe Vigoda's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Abe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. That's perfect. <laughs> did you uh, – now, this guy isn't going to get drafted, but did you hear the latest of our uh, – well, you must know a little bit about Florida State football. A little bit. They play – you like you like Georgia, right? Yep, and that's yeah. where my parents met, so I kind of like Florida State a little extra. Oh, they met at the school? Yeah, my, oh. my dad was there on a scholarship from Greece, and my mom was a young whippersnapper, and they met at an ice cream social – a mixer for foreign students. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that sweet? What was his scholarship? He came on a Fulbright scholarship to go to graduate school. Oh, he wow. had an undergrad, so he came to study sociology. Wow. Yeah. Impressive character. I'm still, he's, he was only 5'8", but he left a long shadow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to live up to that guy. Now, and you're a comedian. <laughs> No, well, I was going to bring up a Florida State quarterback. Did you hear about Jameis Winston? Wait, he stole something? He was. <laughs> What's he doing? He was issued a citation Tuesday for shoplifting crab, crab legs. Crab legs? Is yeah. that really? At a Publix. Yeah. What is the matter with him? And uh, for people that don't know, he, he won this Heisman Trophy, which is the uh, top honor for right. <laughs> college football players just last season. And he allegedly lifted some other things last year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. The previous run-ins with the law, uh, he was investigated for an alleged rape. Mm-hmm. 
No joking around there. Uh, but the state attorney declined to bring charges uh, because of lack of evidence. And then in November, the AP reported that Winston was questioned about his involvement in a long-running BB gun battle and that a Burger King reported <laughs> Winston was stealing soda in a ketchup cup. What? Well, just makes, it's just insane. I... The ketchup cup isn't those little, like, two-ounce things, are Now, they? let me, before I go on a tirade here, let me say it is possible that when you're famous, people accuse you of crazy things because they want attention. To, uh, all that's possible. Sure, like when you said you didn't want my picture with any black people on <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> but most of the time, it's a dumbass kid who's doing a stupid thing. All you got to do is not blow it. Right. And the world is yours. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? There was a kid who was a, he was a top draft, uh, draft prospect. Last week he got a DUI. All you got to do is not fuck up for a month yeah. and you're a millionaire. Yeah. Nope, can't do it. Well, it's just astounding to me. Jameis, this, they're going to bring all this up when they're going to talk about drafting you. This, this oh, yeah. Stealing crabs, crab legs might cost you $400,000. <laughs> you pay for your crab legs. Yeah. What are you doing? Ugh. Go crabbing yourself. You live in Florida. You're Jameis Winston. You can't swing some free crab legs somewhere? <laughs> right. <laughs> like he walks into a Red Lobster. They're not going to be like, hey, look who's here. Well, the problem is, of course, I don't know his particular story, but so many of these kids, you know, they, they come from broken homes and they're coddled. Yeah. Because if you're a professional athlete – Think about what a stud you are at every level before that. If you wind up in the NFL, think how good you were compared to your brethren in middle school, right? Oh, yeah. And high school and college. You're coddled and sort of pushed through at every turn, right? So, of course, their brains are scrambled, and when they get a lot of attention, they don't handle it well. I'm surprised there aren't more of these crazy stories, actually. (laughs) Knuckleheads. (laughs) I just love it. Crab legs. It's so random. It's going to haunt him. They're going to bring this up every time they talk about him now. <laughs> Poor guy. Not. I mean, well, besides what? the fact his name is spelled incorrectly. I mean, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> well, Johnny Football is, he has to answer this, did he sign his signature for money thing right. forever? Yeah. We don't even know whether or not that happened, but he put he put that in the mix when he could have avoided it. Why? Do you uh, you just mentioned Johnny Manziel, and yeah. I watched. Uh, I, I had to turn it off, and I want to know what you think about this. That uh, John Gruden quarterback talking quarterbacks. John Gruden's quarterback camp. Yeah, I want to see that. I didn't see it this time. Yeah, do you like you like? Uh, I love Gruden. I think he's great. Yeah. So is he right? I don't know, but he's a big fan, right? Yeah. 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 He- <laughs> He's yeah, I don't know. He's a little too much for me. It would be fun to go back and see if he was right about the other guys, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, they never do that. That's no. that's something we do on our podcast. It's a it's like a running gag. We make bold predictions, and the next week we replay them and give each other shit for them not happening w- within a week. Yeah, but like we'll predict, you know, whatever. Uh, Calvin Johnson gets three touchdowns against the Jaguars on Sunday, and then the podcast is Monday, and so we know if it happened or not. Sure. Uh, the professional guys never do that ever, never. They never go back and reassess how it went, <laughs> right? Like, right. like I would love to see the clip with Gruden talking about Tim Tebow. Sure. Did did he love Tebow too? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I don't either. That is a good question. <laughs> what what else? Uh, tell me more about the podcast because I don't know that you were that was at full gear when you. Were you know last. what? That might have started since I talked to you. Yeah. We started it in August and see. Yep, and we hit our stride, you know, September with the season. We went from zero to tens to hundreds to thousands of listeners. And now it's every week during the season and about once a month on the off-season. So, you know, we did one a month ago around the flurry of trades. Yeah. And we did one for the combine, and we'll do one for the draft. And then uh, then it picks up to be weekly in mid-August again and runs straight through the Super Bowl. So it's me and Aaron uh, Hodges. My partner and we talk football, and it's mostly joke driven. It's mm-hmm. the NFL jokes, and then some guy talk and ball busting and some other stuff too. It's great. It's great fun. We keep we try to keep it short. We keep try to keep it around twenty five minutes, yeah. thirty minutes. So we don't want it to be too indulgent and rambly. And it's a no guest format. Uh, 
not if there's anything wrong with guests, but we just want it to be a different thing. Uh-huh. You know, so many podcasts are so guest driven. Sure. We, you know, ours is a different beast. So it's been great. I read a few of the reviews on iTunes. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Yeah, one of them said, it's the perfect length for my drive home. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's good to have a Just practical review. Just for you, review. sir, I knew you had a 25-minute drive. <laughs> <laughs> Those people with 30 minutes, screw you. But the director of the NFL Films like referenced it several times and even requested jokes from it for different subjects in his show. Really? Yeah. He was like, can you do the one about the... And I was like, I forgot it. And then like we would rebuild it, and then I would deliver it on camera. It was amazing. I, it was, so it's cool to me because I love podcasts, yeah. but I came to them late. Yeah. So I hope that that's what's happening with the rest of the world, too. Because I love, like, I just drink them in when I'm, like, playing cards or I, walking through airports. Or, yeah. You know, it's Mark Marin and Rich Eisen and Jimmy Pardo and uh, Freakonomics. And there's so many great ones. And the great thing about podcasting is that you can narrow cast them, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to a podcast about the business of photography, that exists. Oh, yeah. You can't find that in mainstream media. But if you want to listen to a podcast that's a guy doing football jokes, <laughs> yeah. that exists. Yeah. You can, I mean, you, there's no space for that on – you can't have a full show of that on ESPN. No, it just wouldn't happen. But if you want something that specific – and you can listen to it whenever you want, and it's free, and it's – I mean, podcasts are a beautiful form. I hope that they continue to blow up. I, uh, you know, for my uh, day job over at the radio station, we had on uh, – well, we had a guest on who's described as the king of daytime television. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't – no <laughs> offense to this guy. You know, he's very successful. He's had a long career, made a lot of money. Uh, I can't stand – Daytime television. I just think is there's he a nothing. Soap opera actor or news? No, reporter? it was Maury Povich. Oh, okay, yeah. But I mean, he's fine. I'm nothing against Maury. Right, right, right. G- good for him. I-, I can't. I can't watch his show. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's just not for me. But who's nothing the dad? on daytime you don't television? Know who the dad is? Huh? You don't want to know who the dad is? <laughs> <laughs> they never find out. In fact, I didn't. In fact, <laughs> we're gonna get to this in a second. But I want to. Uh, <laughs> I wrote something down related to this. And I, to- I just occurred to me that I did this. But uh, my planning ahead actually accidentally worked out here. That's a happy accident right there. That's what nice. that's called. In any case, uh, just my opinion, like I, date, for me, daytime television is just, it, it's, it rots your fucking brain. Right. I, think I don't want to watch a soap opera. I don't want to watch a bad talk show that's probably geared towards women. Right. Uh, I don't want to watch a judge show. I don't yeah. want to watch reruns of a, the, a show that I didn't watch when I was in my teens. Yeah, like I did, all good points. I don't want to yeah. watch any of that stuff. Right. Podcasting is I, – I listen to podcasts in the afternoon, you know, when I have time. That's that, It's the perfect entertainment. Yeah. I can sit at home. I can do other things around the house, you know. That's the thing. They're a perfect accompaniment to mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Right. I, can, I can do other things. I can, do you know, do other work for, like, my day job or, you know, depending on which podcast it is, I can have it on when my kids are around. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. <laughs> I, not, not everything goes. I'm not that type of parent. So, uh, <clears throat> But back to Maury Povich. This was a uh, well, we we did talk to him on the radio today, and this stuck out to me on his website. I want your opinion on this. And this is what you like. You said, uh, "Who's the father?" I don't want you know. Uh, do I have enough curiosity to sit around and find out who the father is? <laughs> this was a, this was posted on uh, Maury's uh, website this morning, and I'm not mocking him by saying this, but I just want your opinion. This was a follow up, apparently, from yesterday's episode of Maury. Kostaki, do you believe Kim's search for her sons and daughters' father will end today? Oh, I, I do. You think it will? <laughs> With no background, do you think it will? Because I'll tell you the uh, poll results. Oh, there's a poll? Yeah, it was a poll. I say yes. Uh, well, that was the least popular answer. Oh. That it, was, that it would end today was the least popular answer. 45% of the people that responded to this poll, will Kim, will Kim search for this, uh, her son and daughter's father? Will that end today? 45% said she'll continue searching. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they're dealing with. It's an important subject. I, don't they get the uh, top three answers on the board? Don't they come in and do the test? I think that would solve the Well, riddle. explain this one to me. Mm. So it said 45% said she's going to have to, or old Kim's going to have to continue searching. 25% said she'll find the son's father 
and only 3% said she'll find the daughter's father. Oh, well, there's clearly some story here that we didn't get. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a gap there. Someone is apparently much more elusive. Well, I hope Kim gets what she wants, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I, I hope Kim gets what she wants, too. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Isn't Maury Povich married to Connie Chung? Mm-hmm. Where'd she go? I don't know. How weird that her career fizzled and his blossomed. Right. What the hell's happening at the right. world? Yeah, she Ugh. was a uh, uh, like a you know very popular newscaster when there weren't many. You know, you could say now, right. now there's CNN and Fox, and there's you know, right, right, four dozen TV personalities. We yeah, you think there'd be a space for Connie Chung somewhere? Yeah, Connie, what's happening, Connie? If I mean whatever era, I don't even know how long ago that was. Twelve years ago, probably. You would never maybe. bet on Maury to have to be the breadwinner in <laughs> no. twelve years. No, right? She was doing the nightly news. You think Maury's show would come and go, and Connie would be on for forty years? Right. I think at the same time, well, while she was doing the filling in for you know Dan Rather or whatever it was, yeah, uh, he was hosting a current affair, wasn't he? Dan Rather? No, oh, Maury. Maury. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like to do these now. We I don't think I did this last time you were here. I like to put in like a uh, a word on Google and then like a phrase and then have it autocomplete. Okay. And then I and then I'm going to get your opinion on these. So for in your case, this tie it, you know each week I do have it to tie into. Okay. The guest. All right. So for this week's, I put Greeks are. And then I had it, you know, where it does the autocomplete. Like, what could my choices? What's they, you know, they're guessing. What, what am I going to search here? So they, the top three that came up, and these are all based on, you know, previous searches guess? of other people. Sure, yeah, guess. Feel free. There's three of them. These were the top three. Greeks are fill in the blank. These are based on your prior searches. No, on like people that oh, use people like Google, for... Googlers. What would uh, people be searching on on Google? Greeks are. Greeks are. Um, I will say they're not all flattering. Yeah, no, I bet. So one of them has to be something associated with development of alphabet Olympics, like Greeks are something like that. No pioneers, nope, inventors. Oh, no. winning is one of them. I'll tell you that Greeks are winning. Winning. Yeah, I don't winning know. Winning what? That's I don't know. That's the closest they're one. Not I could winning tie economically. <laughs> Greeks are gay. Has got to be one of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be? I don't know. There's just like this. I think you just that you get a few stories of Spartan gay lovers, and you just assume oh, all ancient sure, Greeks sure. were gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. This that is, wasn't a tease that you got when you were a kid, was it? No, that's more of an adult concept that yeah. Greeks are associated with some yeah, yeah. man boy love thing. As a kid, I got just you know Snuffleupagus and. My ears were big, so I got Dumbo and oh. crazy. You know, I got crazy name name hell, but that's fine. Yeah, um, Greeks are what? What is? What's well, the one of them is uh, stupid. <laughs> that was the what? second one. What? Yeah, Greeks are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, you can't figure out why that would. be. That's preposterous. Okay, per- preposterous. Per- well, I mean, and then. <laughs> Who searches for that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have no idea. It wasn't me. So and then weird. number one, Greeks are rude. Greeks are rude? Rude. That one, at least I can understand where that comes from. Because? Well, Greeks are passionate and loud and gregarious and not subtle as a group, mm-hmm. right? So you could, if you're a lily white guy, you could see that as rude. Yeah. If that's in your face. Sure. I could get, I, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that one. You're okay with that one? Yeah. Greeks are stupid. It's kind of weird to me, I guess. (laughs) Is there a relative or anything that pops into your head? (laughs) For rude or stupid? Either. (laughs) Must be. I don't... You know, it's funny. My family isn't quite as loud and gregarious as sort of the traditional image of Mm -hmm. Greeks. Um, But yeah, there are times when I'd be in Greece with my family and they're, they're passionate. Like... The, when Greeks argue about something, it's almost like rugby players, where they go at each other as hard as they can, and then when the match is over, they're all friends and they drink beer. You know what I mean? Like in a, like a here, if you and I had a really heated argument about politics, mm-hmm. we might not be as friendly in the next 10 minutes after that. Yeah. 
But that's not true for Greeks. They really go at each other hard, and they sort of accept that that's what they're doing, and then they, they're friendly again. That's a good way to blow off steam. Yeah, and to commit to your argument. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you and I might pull back a little bit to be polite. Not so much for Greeks. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. I, I don't even know if you – maybe I should have asked you about this beforehand, but hey, I'm going to hit it with you right now. All right. I did a search of your name this morning uh, on, on the Google. Huh. Uh, actually, I used. How's Bing. it looking? I used Bing this time. Actually, <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I, I don't remember ever seeing this. You did something, and it's it's. By the way, your website looks really nice now. Oh, thanks, man. Because I know that you talked about it was uh, getting an upgrade. Oh yeah, last time. Yeah, we finally turned the corner on that. Now yeah. it's nice. Kostaki. It's just Kostaki. dot com. Kostaki. dot com. And if, as long as we're doing a plug, you can get a free download of uh, an album. I was going to ask you just for putting your email address in. I'm building a list. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So Free you, album. And how that's your newest one? Yeah. Well, it is my newest one, but, but it's, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. hey. <clears throat> I've done a couple things since then that weren't stand-up albums. So it's my most recent stand-up album. Okay. And, it, and I will warn you, it has a lot of adult themes. <laughs> that's definitely the dirtiest one I've released, which is fun. But, yeah, it's yeah. good. That's awesome. Yeah, I, the website. So the website looks very nice. And uh, when I, I don't have a copy of that one, so I, I'm going to sign up and get my free oh, okay. copy. Yeah, yeah, do that. But you have a link to this on your website, this thing from the New York Times. Oh, yeah. About money? It's, it was a really interesting article. What I, Can you give me some background on this and describe? The New York Times, there's a, I forget his name. You have it there? Uh, Jason Zinneman, yeah. Megan a- Angelo. Yeah, it's Jason has been following comedy really closely for a long time, uh, and he's he loves stand up and he knows about it at a level that a casual journalist would never know. So he wanted to write about the income streams for comics, and he called me one day and. He was finding comics from different walks of life because there's so many different ways to be a professional comedian. And ultimately in the article, as you see there, he ended up with a cruise ship comic who I sent him to. He ended up talking to to a friend of mine. So – and he found – you know, like a city comic, and I ended up being the road comic. Yeah, the guy. I saw Kurt Metzger was one of the names. He's uh, right, and they he was sort of the uh, what do they describe him as the comedy seller regular. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and he had another example of like a, someone who's sweating it out, barely surviving, and he had Kurt, who's sort of like a big city comic who's mm-hmm. just doing really well in that universe, and he had an. Um, Another guy who's like had success in like internet interstitials or something. So he found all these different walks of life that comics live in, and he interviewed them about their income streams and how it works. He's a really fascinating journalist. He he he. I don't want to maybe reveal too much about him, but he was in a place many years ago where everyone was kind of being exploited at they just assumed they were all exploited at the same level okay and they had a lunch one time and they all revealed their salaries and they were wildly different from each other and so his theory is this sort of polite thing of not talking about money keeps people oppressed by the people who are pay the money because they don't know what each other is making yeah so his theory is let's talk about it more frankly and uh, then there's more sort of a democratic process. Then it becomes more even and, and merit-based. Yeah. So he, this is his sort of philosophical theory prior to this article. That makes sense. And it was a really interesting guy. I, I talked to him for maybe four or five hours over the course of a couple of weeks. And I ended up being sort of his representative of like, a, like the old school road dog who goes out and makes his living in clubs in middle America. Yeah. Um, and you've hit all 50 states now. Yeah. 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 So, so I was actually example. a good – I was a good choice. And I've had enough radio exposure that I can make a decent living, whereas some of my brethren don't have as much – radio exposure and they're struggling more so anyway i was a good sort of a i guess by comedian standard sort of an upper middle class comic so how did you were you apprehensive about talking about how much money yeah absolutely and i discussed this with my now wife at length sort of about whether or not should i add twenty thousand? yeah (laughs) it's funny because i like i liked his idea I think that's true. I was uncomfortable about revealing these sort of numbers. Uh, but I also love the idea of being in a New York Times article, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of balancing all those sort of 
various factors and I ended up my buddy Al Romas ended up doing this article too. He actually called me later and he goes, I can't believe you make more than me. <laughs> and it's by like a hair. <laughs> and, Suck it. <laughs> and it's probably not true, actually. The way that he's paid is different. And my Jason reported my gross income, not my net. So okay. it's a little bit misleading. Sure. Because if you make two thousand dollars and it costs you six hundred to get there, you didn't make two thousand yeah. dollars. You made fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, in the end, I was like, "Who cares? It's a noble thing." I love the New York Times. Let's do it. And I ended up getting the lead photo in the article and everything. So it was kind of a fun. It was a fun thing. Any uh, any other comics give you some feedback on that? Like, why'd you do that? Or that's really cool. Or I got all that. It was, I was weird how much feedback I got. Um, I got, wow, I can't believe you make so much. And I got, wow, you, I thought you're doing better. Yeah. I got both of those. I got both sides of that. And I also got, why would you tell anybody about how, uh, serious works, you know, uh because that's become a big part of my income stream. Actually, it's having things air on when they air you on serious, they pay you royalties for that. Yeah. So. I mean, again, for me, not to get too heady about it, but I am kind of a, you know, I believe in the community of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't get into this for the money in the first place. Right. So if some kid reading this story is growing into a comic and learns to be a little bit more savvy about this or that, that great. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I agree with the premise that more information is better for all of us eventually. So I kind of embraced it intellectually and winced a little bit about revealing things and was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I think it's really neat that you did that. Yeah. And brave, you know. So some, I mean, there's a level of of that, I think, because I would, uh, I, you know what? I'll say this about myself <laughs> <laughs> because <clears throat> when I went and uh, was meeting with my uh, divorce lawyer, you know, a few, a year, a few years ago, in any mm. case, uh, and I had to tell him how much money I was making. Right. And I met him because he was advertising on the radio station. You know, oh. like he the, he came in wants to cut a new commercial, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> right, my name's Justin. I work here. I might be needing your services soon." And then you know, then whatever. So eventually, you know, I became a client. And when we were talking about how much money I make, and he obviously knows what I do for a living. Yeah, there was like an uncomfortable. Isn't it weird? And he's like, "Real, I I would have thought." Yeah. You like, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, I would have thought I'd make a little more money too, but it's radio, dude. I'm having fun. I'm getting by. That's you know, funny. I do have other stuff to, like, we're all, I'm happy. Right, right. But thanks, man. But there's, but whether you make a lot or a little, there's an uncomfortable moment when you reveal it to anybody. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, I'm not going to say it here. But that's a cultural thing because yeah. Greeks don't have that. To go back to Greeks, Greeks will openly ask you how much you paid for your house and think nothing of it. Yeah. Americans would never ask you how much you paid for your house. No. So it's just a cultural gap. I mean, that's, we have that uncomfortableness. It doesn't mean you have to have that. Why would you? Right. You know? Right. So. I'm surprised I just found that story now, so I'm glad I brought that up. That's that's very interesting. And that guy is, an, is a thoughtful writer, you know? You can search him and read some other stuff. I, I'm, I plan to now. What uh, I, I think he should do a follow-up, like, five years later. You know? <laughs> hey, we, we've, we've met up with Kostaki again, and... Uh, Things you know. are not going well. <laughs> <laughs> According to they did, like, a, uh, you know... Um, Oh, what's it called? The uh, uh, price inflation. Well, due to inflation, he's actually. <laughs> <laughs> I actually pitched him another uh, story idea that he talked to Lewis about what it is to run a comedy club. Mm-hmm. What does it take? What's the process? How hard is it? What are the hidden things that no one's ever thought about? Well, uh, he can get behind me in the interviews from Lewis because we want him on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Badly. He's already refused that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be so interesting. I, please, Lewis. People have, I mean, I don't want to kiss his ass too much, but people have no idea what goes into running a comedy club. It's so much harder than anybody thinks it is. 
And when you, it's almost like being a good comic. When you do it well, you, you rob yourself of the credit for it because you make it look easy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Lewis absolutely does that. Yeah. You know, I wish they were all like Lewis. What, one last thing about this, uh, the salary article here. It says $5 residuals from Last Comic Standing. Isn't that funny? Is that still? When's the last time you saw one of those? I haven't gotten one in a while. I guess it got down to close enough to zero. They don't send them anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> There's a bar in L.A. called Residuals. It used to be walking distance from my house. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and if you go in there with a check for less than a dollar, they give you a free drink and they put it on the wall. No way. Yeah. And it's like hundreds of checks for like 37 cents or all over the walls. <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> Is there any names on there that people would recognize? Do you have any oh, idea? I haven't been there in forever, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray, 60 cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just sold Last Comic Standing to Sri Lanka. <laughs> Here's 14 cents. <laughs> but we're paying you in Sri Lankan money, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, yeah. Last comic. Well, congratulations on your five dollars. Yeah, right. Show business, baby. Did you let those stack up, or do you bring them in one at a time? <laughs> I do occasionally get checks that are puzzling to me. I don't do much because I'm mostly a comic. Yeah. But if you're if you have a bigger footprint in show business, you get weird checks all the time. Sometimes you're disappointed, and sometimes you're just like, "Wee," you know. My favorite story about the residual checks was uh, Emo Phillips gets one. Uh, he showed one once on TV. It was for three cents for being in Weird Al's movie UHF. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> three cents. Uh huh. It's astounding that they even print that. It yeah. must be some legal requirement. I, apparently. <laughs> well, we're almost out of time, Kostaki. See, three times and we flies by. Pleasure. It just we, gets easier. What else uh, is going? We found what some el- new subjects. No shot. Hey, I do my research, man. It's good. It's nice when your subject gets married be- between the last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes it a little easier. Yeah, don't get divorced. We don't need to talk about <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the next you one. Know. No, no, no. Like, you know, make it, the, make it a good next step, not a bad one, please. <laughs> What uh, anything else we should be talking about though in the next year that you got going on? We did the plugs. Watch for me on the NFL Film Show Top Ten. Uh, check out my website and get a free CD by joining the email That's list. That's huge. And the podcast is Quick Snaps, and uh, it's also on the Tom Bernard Show. Yes, the Tom Bernard Podcast. The podcast, mm-hmm. and it's got several independent homes. It's on Bob and Tom, and it's a podcast. And we're growing. We're going to do more memes this year. And ah, yeah, good. I, I'm building this little cottage industry, so uh, it's exciting. It's it's the first time I've done something that's not stand up exactly yeah that i can't wait to do more of that like i've got some resonance from the universe that like oh this is working yeah it's it's fun that's awesome yeah thanks congratulations things are things are looking good yeah things are looking good well uh all i can say is continued success and uh don't screw it up okay (laughs) worst pep talk ever Exactly the pep talk I need, sadly. But yes, it's the same one. I, I actually uh, I sold that to Mike Yo for tonight. He's the head coach of the Minnesota Wild. Game seven. He's going <laughs> to do that. Screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck this up, guys. <laughs> well, good luck with that. I see yeah. you're wearing the jersey, you nerd. That's right. <laughs> From one nerd to another, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, man.